everyone, and welcome to another episode of Girls with Dogs. This is Kimberly, the blogger behind Keep the Tail Wagging, and I'm here with my dear, dear friend, Kathy, who is the blogger behind Groovy Golden Doodles, and we are here once again to talk about dogs. Hey, Kathy. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I am exhausted. Why? I partied last night like it was <laughs> 1999. No, seriously, listen. I decided um, since I had an off weekend to do absolutely really whatever I wanted to do, I um, said, I'm going to take a glass of wine and go upstairs. It's working on a couple of things for Lee. And then I wanted to clean up, um, you know, some groovy golden noodle stuff. And I've really started delving into having conversation and dialogue on LinkedIn. Well, it must have been about 10 o'clock and I decided I needed some background noise. So I put on Spotify and on honey, I had a seventies party that took me to (laughs) one forty-seven. I am just so exhausted. (laughs) I haven't been up to almost two o'clock in a decade. I I had to look out the window to see what it looked like. And, um, (laughs) but you know, Harley, Harley said, Hey, you want to play at night? That's up to you. But breakfast does not wait. <laughs> so I have been dragging. And then I wanted to hurry up and get everything done. Prep for my Easter dinner tomorrow. Um, make dinner tonight. It's raining and it's dull. So I made like a white bean Tuscany soup. Oh, that's And then um, some homemade sour cream cornbread. So when I called you, my cornbread wasn't done. And I was was home by myself, so I couldn't go up in my office and then leave it to to um, to burn. Do you know how much sour cream has gone up recently? But so thank you for um, accommodating me. But I'm really, really excited because, um, man, there's just so many things I want to talk about. So you ready? Well, not yet, because I was up until two in the morning, too. What were you doing? Were you partying like it was 1999? No, I was watching what has got to be one of the dumbest television programs on TV, but I love it because it's comforting to me and it's called Scorpion. And um, so I have that playing because it's a show that you don't have to pay any attention to, but you can still know what's going on. Um, And I was working on my website. I was writing blog posts way up. I was just wide awake, just like, okay, well, let's keep going. Well, you know what we need to do? We need to, um, to maybe record a show late at night (laughs) and then see if we're better or worse. (laughs) Like, like I'll, I'll meet you Friday. No, Saturday morning at 2 (laughs) AM. That would be interesting. We should do the 2 a.m. girls with dogs. Uh, I bet you Harley won't bother me for food and your dogs won't bark. Yeah. Well, my dogs won't bark. But yeah, like like Harley, my dogs were like, yeah, um, we're up now. So they let uh-huh. me sleep until they let me sleep until I think 830 this morning. So I was impressed with that. Oh, okay. but I don't I don't have my dogs aren't early morning dogs. So that's normal for them, really. Oh, okay. Well, Jack's had a busy day Friday at work, so he was kind of knocked out. Um, so that was good. And then Harley's yeah. just old, so he goes to bed at a long time. 
but it was just me. And then Lee was like in the back and I was just jamming. It was things like Luther and Teddy and Gerald Avert and the OJs and the Spinners, <gasps> Minnie Rippleton, Nita Baker, Patty LaBelle. Do I go on? Yes. I don't understand. Was there no earth, wind and fire in there? Oh, the elements were in there, but it was just... <laughs> And I'm, I mean, it was like one o'clock and you should have heard me. Biggie, 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 can't you see? I mean, I was, <laughs> all right. All right. So now I digressed and now I have to snap myself back. Um, you got a comment for us? I do. I have a comment for us. This is from Pippa's mom. And she just says simply, I enjoy your podcast so much. So thank you so much, Pippa's mom. I'll take that. We enjoy thank recording. You, mom. Give Pippa a treat. Give a treat. Okay, so I came I came across this subject. Um, and since for the last couple of weeks you've been helping me navigate through um some things that I don't know if you saw what I wrote about you on Facebook. I said that you speak Kathy. So after <laughs> I read like things from like Rodney and Karen Becker and all other books, I come to you and you kind of I don't want to say dummy it down, but you speak my language. You're able to get me to understand it from a Harley and Jackson perspective. So that was just shout out for the month of April. Okay. <laughs> um, Thank you. But, but I noticed that I came across an article that talked about health problems mm-hmm. in dogs. And I was so shocked to find out that I, this is huge. 60% of dogs are obese. Mm-hmm. Isn't I, I that just, crazy? That is absolutely insane. And so, you know, I went down the rabbit hole because I was trying to figure out, well, what's changed? Um, you and I have talked about the fact that our dogs are a little more sedentary because they're um, family pets now. They're not like out on the wild running from something bigger than they are or chasing something smaller. Um, you know, they're just kind of living the life. And I got that. Um, our circle or our community although it's large. In retrospect, it's small. So everybody doesn't have that same information network like I have with you and you have with Rodney or, you know, I'm sharing with people and you're sharing with other people about what we have researched and learned about either from the subject matter experts or just trial and error. And um, so I found that this to be very, very interesting. Then um, in my drunken stupor this morning, and, and I really wasn't drinking last night, but I was skimming through Facebook while Harley was sniffing and peeing on his 37th bush. <laughs> uh, and I came across this blog post that was very interesting about the term fur baby. Now, I know we talked in the uh, earlier episode about, you know, are you a pet parent? Are you an owner? Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm thinking that this is very interesting because, and here's my disclosure, the things that we're talking about, we are not pointing fingers and placing blame. We're just sharing what Kimberly and I would normally talk about. Yeah. Oh, she's patting her forehead. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Warming up behind the curtain. Um, so I, I think that these two are kind of parallel and related in the sense that the obes- the pre-notion of the obesity could be part of what 
people perceive as our or some people what over domesticating their dogs in the sense of, well, she said not letting dogs be dogs. So I, I just really wanted to kind of unpack that and talk about the obesity. So one, two, three, go. <laughs> well, yeah, I had two fat dogs, Rodrigo and Sydney were definitely obese. Um, Zoe is a little overweight, but I wouldn't cal- categorize her as obese, but it's easy for it to happen. I mean, I think often we blame kibble and a sedentary lifestyle for fat dogs, but you know, raw fed dogs can be fat too. You, they can be fat because they're not getting enough exercise. They could be fat because there's too much fat in the diet. Um, or, um, they can be fat because we're overfeeding them. There's so many reasons and there are health issues, you know, they're carrying around all that extra weight. And so that's hard on their joints you know, it leads to, you know, diabetes. There are some cancers that come out of being over, you know, our dogs being overweight. Um, And so I've worked really hard to make sure that my dogs stay in really good shape. And what's interesting to bring this topic up this week is um, over the past month, you know, I've been playing around with that rotational monofeeding model that I told Mm -hmm. you about. Mm -hmm. And um, I finally decided that this wasn't for me or my dogs. And the reason is because I disagreed with a few of the conclusions that they made with regard to why our dogs are so sick. And I mean, I think that, you know, I think every, I think they're on the right track, just like I think a lot of people who have theories are on the right track. But when I take all of the information that I have, not just what what that group provides, but all of the information. So reading all the books, following veterinarians um, and my life with my own dogs, I'm convinced that the reason why our dogs are sick, the why, why they are overweight is a combination of feeding a processed diet and not really taking care. Because I think that, you know, for many people, that's all they have. So then you need to start like educating yourself as much as you can on what you are feeding to your dogs so that you can adapt and adjust when you need to. But also, you know, like what you just said, our dogs are pets and we forget that their true nature is to hunt or to herd in the case of like Rodrigo, because he's a border collie, you know, um, but they want to run and play and be dogs. And we kind of, I think we, add a lot of stress to their lives, which impacts their health by taking away, like forcing them to suppress their true nature. And, you know, when you think about, you know, if my dogs were on a farm, they'd be running around all the time. My friend just, um, her dog just, she just put her dog down a couple of weeks ago. Her dog lived to be 16 or 17 years old on a kibble diet. And people would say, well, how could that be? Because kibble is so bad her dog was getting tons of exercise every day, running around, you know, and being walked. And, you know, for the last few years of her life, you know, running around on a 15 acre property. And so she got tons of exercise every day. And I really think that exercise is a key that people don't talk enough about. Well, you know, when I first decided that this was something that I wanted to talk to you about, you know, I I always look at Jack's because it's hard with all of his, his hair and his curls. And I'm always running my finger to make sure you have that indent in the hips. And he does not as 
much as he did when he was younger or before COVID. But, um, you know, he's back working on a regular basis. So I anticipate that the weight will drop. He teeters between four and five pounds Mm -hmm. from where they want him to be. But I also realized that on the days when I don't take him, Harley is a lot slower in everything that he does. And sometimes he comes down in the morning before I go to work to eat. And sometimes he's just on the landing, but Leah's home. So I don't worry about it, but I have to move the food because if I don't, Jax will eat it. So then that made me think, so if a dog is out there living on his own in the wild, okay, what would not, what would prevent or stop him from eating himself to death because there's nobody there to manage that. Does that make any sense? Yeah. But I also think that dogs in the wild wouldn't do that because what, what they don't have is a human preparing food and setting it down for them. They actually have to go and work for it. So it's just sort of like, it's not like the prey is just laying there going, come eat me. Well, I mean, I could leave the stuff in the bag and let them fend for themselves. You don't have to rip it open (laughs) and stuff. But but yeah, it's just it was very interesting to me that um, I just associated the fact with all of the information out here at everybody's, you know, keyboard fingertips that the obesity thing would have been less than 60 percent. That's huge. Yeah, it is. And now today, I think I truly understand why. So um, yesterday there was a discussion started by the primal dog over on Facebook. And I wanted to read the post because I find it really interesting. Uh It starts with your dog is not a baby. Today's culture is absolutely ruining dogs. People are treating their dogs like people. And no matter how much you say it or what you believe, they are not kids. They're dogs. An apex predator with 42 teeth on its head and bite pressure that can break bones. They deserve to be treated like dogs. Somehow treating your dog like a dog has become a taboo subject and it's due to today's mentality. I can't say no to my dog. I can't go with the dog in the cold weather. I can't let my dog get muddy. I can't give my dog a job. If your dog is fit, he's too skinny. We are walking into a world where giving your dog a job is cruel beyond belief, but having an overweight dog with diabetes who is unable to move is absolutely fine. Something totally warped and twisted and wrong. They are dogs. Treat them like dogs. You can't have an animal and pretend he's a baby. Hello, this is my well. This is my baby. I don't really understand that. It does not work like that. We have to push back on this current mentality because it's literally killing the dogs. Dogs are dying every day simply because no one told them what rules they were supposed to follow or because they weren't given a much needed job. Let's start honoring our dogs for the absolutely amazing creatures they are. The dogs are magnificent, majestic, intelligent, and robust. For me, they are the best animal on the planet. So let's stop killing them and treating them for exactly what they are. Honor your dog. And it says author unknown. So I saw this and I just didn't, I'm like, we're killing our dogs and our dogs are dying because um, we say that our dog is our baby. So that was what I walked away from that entire speech with. Like, uh, that feels like a stretch. Okay. Like me saying fur baby or calling myself a dog mom and, you know, that type of thing. That seems like a stretch to say that to go from 
me using a term of endearment to our dogs are dying. And so I said as much and um, had a back and forth with the person behind the primal dog. And I, I, you know, it's like one of those where I just did not get it. And I don't think, I think we were both coming from such different places that it was impossible for us to bridge the gap and understand where we were coming from. So I explained like, you know, I do, I call my dogs, my babies. Um, It's a term of endearment. I don't think that at some point in time, I gave birth to dogs. I don't think that they're actually my human babies. They're dogs and I allow them to be dogs. I just use that as a term of endearment. And I thought we were all on that page, that that's what we were all doing. So what, how do you refer to your dogs? Me? Yeah, you. Me? I call them, they're my boys. Your boys. Exactly. That's right. I don't, we don't ever say get the dogs. We say get the boys. Um, Kathy, I'm not home. The boys have been home by themselves um, and I've got another meeting or Lee, how the boys doing today? Or I took the boys with me and we had a great time. I don't, and I don't know why I say boys um, as opposed to dogs. I don't think that I've elevated their station in life all by myself. Um, I look at them as being a living creature who is dependent on me. And I take great pride in trying to do the very best I can for them, which to me doesn't even come close to what I get back from them. Um, But I loved one of the comments. Now, you know, there's 200 comments on this um, post. You know what my favorite one is? Hmm. She says, my mother still calls me muffin, but she doesn't think I'm one. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, (laughs) I mean, everybody else just, you know, getting very philosophical and, and, you know, bringing out the big words. And she says, my mother calls me muffin, but she doesn't think I am one. And I'm like, oh man, that needs to be a quote. Author unknown. I lo- if you're listening, I love that. Um, I don't think that this is again. This is not an attack on the the group or the person who initiated the post. It's just that I was shocked to to see that somebody, you know, felt that way. Yeah, and I was. I'm, I was too. I'm interested in reading all of the the explanations or the definitions as to why the, um, why they feel like they need to defend that. Now, somebody said that they, they personally refer to their dog as their fur baby, but they also have seen the way that people take it so literal that it's crippling the dog. Um, yeah, no. And then they, you know, you, you could go down the rabbit hole about, well, what was your dog created to do? I have mutts, so I don't really know what my dog's job was originally supposed to be. I mean, I can guess because they're, you know, they're a mixture of herding breeds. You know, yeah. I don't know what Apollo was, you know, I don't know what Huskies were meant to do. I mean, they're snow dogs and I don't know about golden retrievers. I guess they retrieve things, but, um, you know, they're, they're my dogs and they're my pets and they're my babies. Uh, so I just, I really didn't get it. And, you know, the primal dog 
you know, she, at first she told me, you know, Hey, you're being triggered by a word. And it's like, no, 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 I'm not being triggered. I just disagree. I don't think that by calling our dogs, our babies that we're doing any harm, but I want to give a shout out to Melissa Dooley, who, you know, I love it because I'm open. I don't know everything about dogs. I'm not going to pretend like I do. And I'm open to being educated. And Melissa jumped into the conversation and explained it in a way that I was just like, what, what's happening? And so basically what I learned today, because I actually asked her, can we get on the phone and talk this out? Because I want to learn more. And we talked for over an hour. And um, what I learned was that I am living in a beautiful echo chamber of people who are reasonable and, and we call our dogs, our babies, and we completely understand that they are not babies, but there is an entire world outside of this bubble of people who think all of the things that we do naturally for our dogs is cruel, Mm -hmm. you know, so they think crate training is cruel. They think muzzles are cruel. You know, they think raw feeding is cruel. They, you know, like a lot of things, they think when dogs, they see dogs playing. And so they hear the growling and the teething, the mouthing. They think that that's a dog fight. And so it's cruel to allow your dogs to fight when no, they're just playing. And um, it was just like, it's, it's basically, it's hard because while I don't agree that us calling our dogs, our babies is doing anything harmful to our dogs. I now have to acknowledge that there is a community of pet parents who do not honor their dog's um, nature. So they don't want their dogs to get dirty. Um, They don't like hair shedding. So they put outfits on their dogs, you know, like the little, um, like leggings, but a full mm-hmm. body leggings. So mm-hmm. there's no hair on their, in their house. Yeah. And, you know, I they, saw those. They, they carry their dogs everywhere because they don't want their dog's feet touching the ground or, you know, they put their dog in a stroller, even though their dog can work perfectly fine or walk, you know, perfectly fine. Um, another thing was people hand feed their dogs, you know, even though there's not a medical reason to hand feed your dogs, they're just doing it because, oh, it's my baby. And so they're raising these dogs in a way that if something happens to the owner, if the owner dies, you have this, this very spoiled dog that does not know how to be a dog that's going to land in someone else's home and be in for a rude awakening because it's like, yeah, that's not how it's going to be. We're not carrying you. We're not hand feeding you. Um, But, you know, and I think that it's, it's sadly, it's a lot of misinformation out there where people don't um, understand much about the dogs that they have. And then they're in a group of other people and they're all supporting all of this misinformation. And they believe that, yes, I love my dog so much that, you know, it that I'm doing all these things. And this just shows how much I love my dog when they probably don't even realize that they're handicapping their dogs. And another thing Melissa said was that, you know, what they're also seeing in these groups is also a lot of very obese, sick dogs because they're loving them with food. They don't allow them to get out and get exercise. They don't want them to be around other dogs. So these dogs are sedentary and they're sick and they're living shorter lives. So there's mm-hmm. not only behavior problems, but you know there's health problems as well tied to this belief 
that, you know, they're my babies. And so people trying to humanize. So it's, there's two, there's two lines. There's people like us who are just basically acknowledging verbally that this is a family member. And then there are people who have taken it way too far and they are um, without, I I don't think anyone would intentionally want to harm their dogs. They just don't know any better. And sadly with social media, everyone gets into their own echo chamber and there's no talking sense into someone who is surrounded by a bunch of other people who are just going to scream you down. If you, well, yeah. And that, you know, we talked about that. That's just the whole, um, that's where social media becomes a detriment because, you know, the algorithms keep us um, with people who are Mm like-minded as we are. Yeah. So therefore yeah. you don't get an opportunity to, um, to see that, but yeah, very, very, very interesting. And again, I don't know anybody who can look at a very obese dog. Um, I think somebody put it in the comments, you know, nobody ever said it was okay to have an, an overweight diabetic dog. I mean, I don't think that those things are done intentionally. We, we yeah. do that with loved ones. We do mm-hmm. it with ourselves. Uh, we don't mean to, we don't intend to, uh, but it just happens. But it goes back to um, fur baby to me is a term of endearment. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be any different with cats or any kind of a pet that you took care of. If the relationship was such where you felt um, an overwhelming sense of, of love for this particular animal, at some point you're going to come up with a nickname. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to come up with uh, a cute, who pun intended, pet name. Mm-hmm. You know, we have pet names for our loved ones. And so I, I just see it as being the same, but I am still just astounded by the 60% number of obese dogs. So now I've been looking at all of the therapy dogs. Like I stand there and I'm looking down thinking, all right, do you have that little waistline? (laughs) Because I'm trying to figure out where's the 60%. I'm not seeing it. It is true. Go to like a pet expo or any type of thing where people are allowed to, like the general public is allowed to come with their dogs. That's Mm -hmm. where you see it. It's, and it is, it's horrifying. I've seen dogs that can barely move. They look like little Ottomans with feet. They're so big. And it's just like, and they're breeds. Oh, that's a horrible description. That's what they look like. And they're breeds that, you know, like this is an active dog. This is an active breed. What did you do? And, you know, and I think what the, you know, whenever I, cause I, you know, I would never approach someone and, and tell them their dog is fat, but, um, you know, I want to, but I wouldn't do that. No, but don't do that. One thing that I often wonder is, and it, you know, and I see this cause you know, I, you know, Rodrigo was fat at one point in time. Um, I wonder if it's just that you've gone to the vet, the vet isn't bringing it up or they're not making a big deal out of it. So you think your dog is fine because another thing that, you know, like that statement that I read from author unknown was that, you know, you have a dog that's fit and everybody thinks the dog is starving to death and they're freaking out because you can see their ribs. Well, you know, some breeds in their natural state, that is exactly how they would look. 
you know, well, not yeah, all I'm breeds, gonna, but some breeds. I'm preparing myself for this coming Wednesday because Jax has to go in for his, um, it's been nine weeks since his last caddy shot. And, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to get the lecture. And when he was down, so Jax is probably, oh, he's a rock solid 70 pounds. And she would like for him to be 65 at best. And 65, he kind of looks like he's not getting fed. Mm-hmm. And she keeps saying, you know, so I'm, I, I constantly have to tell Lee and Lee is saying that, you know, you need to change vets. And I'm saying, no, first of all, you don't even know this lady. Um, and I get it, but you know, we had COVID. That's my excuse, which I can't use <laughs> anymore. Um, so the only thing I can let her know on Wednesday is, Hey, I know what you're going to say. And he's back to going to work and uh, give me nine weeks and you'll see a difference. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it, you know, and I think it, to me, it's like if you're aware and you're actively doing something, then that's great because it's not you know. something that can be that can be fixed overnight. It takes time. When Sydney oh. was alive, you know, there was a time when she was overweight and it took a year for me to get her down. I mean, she had a lot of weight to lose. She had about 10 pounds to lose, but it took me a year. And she had also had a partial cruciate tear. She had arthritis. Um, and so I started getting her adjustment, started going to um, acupuncture and I started walking her and, you know, it was slow at first. We would just go outside and walk for 15 minutes and five of those 15 minutes, she was sitting there just sitting, looking around because she didn't want to walk. And we did it every single day and for a year. And by the end of the year, she was doing laps around our property two and three times a day. And Mm -hmm. she had lost 10 pounds. So, you know, it takes time and you, everyone has to find what's going to work for their dog. There's all kinds of, you know, people may have a dog that have a health issue that led to the weight gain, or, you know, it could be, you know, all kinds of stuff that's happening. I mean, I'm sure that a lot of dogs gain weight over the past couple of years because of the pandemic, depending upon where you live. Some people like for me, I live on five acres. So nothing changed for me during the pandemic, but for people who lived in the city and couldn't go out walking their dogs, I, there's a woman that follows me who's in Italy and they had, they basically were um, really restricted on what they, on coming out of their apartments. Mm -hmm. But if you had a dog, you could walk your dog, but you were limited on how long you can walk your dog. So if people are used to walking their dog for a couple hours, you know, um, and they only can walk their dog for 15 or 20 minutes, that's going to make a difference. And especially if it's going to go on for months and even a year or so, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's going to make a huge difference. In the beginning, it was two weeks. They kept telling us it will be, oh, this will be two weeks. So we'll be done with it. And it went on for over two years. So, you know, and it takes time to sometimes adjust, you know, the diet mm-hmm. and everything. And so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's not easy, but it's, I'm not surprised by the 60% number. It's, it makes me sad. And the only reason why I'm not surprised by it is because of my recent epiphany of, you know, why don't our dogs get as much exercise anymore? You know, I mean, and everyone has their various reasons, you know, but. hmm. So here's the interesting thing. I came out of my house the other day. And I saw a man across the street with two 
relatively small, 50 pound ish type dogs. And they weren't on a leash, you know, and he was strutting like Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> you know, T-shirt was too, too tight around the, the arm. So I knew that this was a macho thing. And um, I stood on my porch steps and let them get a good block away from me. And here's why. Based on the breed of the dog, and I'm not going to get into what kind of dog it was because I'm not hating on it, but their jaw muscles are known to be stronger, wider, and, and all of that. So, you know, Harley's leg is very, very similar when you get past the fur, very similar to like a chicken leg. <laughs> or maybe a turkey, a turkey wing. And so I said, okay, this is just not an even match. And then I got to thinking, what do you do if another dog ever attacked your dog? Now I did have that one little episode where the dog's head got through the fence and it nipped um, Harley's nose and the people wouldn't come out. And so <laughs> I reverted to a child. I yelled at the house. And said, I'll be back. I'm going to go get their daddy. Yes, I did say that. (laughs) They're the boys. And Lee did come back with me. But, um, you know, the dog was behind the the wrought iron fence. So there was nothing else that he could do once I moved Harley out of the way. But interesting enough, I wanted to ask you, what would you do? If, God forbid you were in a situation and another dog attacked your dog. I know. Okay. But I have had this experience several times in the dog park. And you know, what I found is, um, I mean, it, in my experience, it happened real fast. Like I was, I'm time, sure it did, you know, like where, um, this woman brought a, brought a toy for her dog. So her dog was walking around with the toy and he dropped the toy and Rodrigo went and picked it up and the dog lost his mind and bit Rodrigo. And, um, and it is one of those things and Rodrigo defended himself and I don't know how we broke it up, but we, you know, we got him broken up and got them separated. Um, and I just took him to the vet just to make sure he was okay. I mean, there is just really nothing I can do. I've never had anything where I was worried that my dog was going to die or where my dog was seriously injured in those type of situations. My sister-in-law used to be a dog walker and she actually had a dog get killed <gasps> that she was walking. She was just walking her dog and a dog walking by just, I don't know what she said. She was like, there was nothing weird or anything going on. Um, the dog just snatched up this little dog and snapped, you know, shook it and broke and killed it. And just, and it was like, it happened so fast. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I just, and there's a lot of mixed information out there. Some experts say never kick or punch the dog. And to me, that would be my gut reaction. Yeah, They're saying that it might escalate the arousal. Um, and then they're saying just once the attack is over, well, hell, you want me to just stand there and wait for the attack to be over? I don't think so. Somebody else says, um, get as many people as possible to help you. Well, if people are there, great. Somebody else says, um, stay calm. 
right. Um, <laughs> don't give in to fear or anxiety. Okay. Um, and then somebody else says, you know, pour water from a water bottle over the dog's heads. Or to me, are you going to have a note? Are you, first of all, I, I hear those things and I've heard other things like throw a blanket on them, throw a bucket of you water on them. And it, yeah, exactly. If you're walking down the street, you got all these things on you. I actually, I asked a dog trainer um, what to do because um, Rodrigo and, and um, Apollo got into it a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago. And it was horrifying. And um, I didn't know what to do. And I read that you're supposed to pick up the back legs of the dog to get him to stop biting, but you need to be two people. So both of you guys can pick up the back legs. Because if you pick dog. up Rodrigo's legs, then exactly. I mean, Apollo goes well, in for the kill or and yeah. vice versa. So I was just like, what do you do? It's like, you don't have a blanket. You don't have a bucket of water. You can't pick up the legs because you're by yourself. What do you do? And she said, make as much noise as possible. Just go insane. Make yourself as big and make all kinds of noise to distract them. And so that they can get their focus off of each other and onto you. And I actually ended up doing that. I just did that because I didn't know what to do. And so I just started screaming and just jumping up and down and making noises. And eventually they both stopped and they separated and went apart. And I just immediately stepped between them. And they got part and it calmed down. But those are two dogs that know each other and live in the same house. And they know me. And they know you. I'm talking about walking down the street and out of nowhere comes a dog. I have no idea. And so that's why you need to carry pepper spray. When I started, I don't know. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. Thinking about this, I found found myself walking, making sure that there was either an open bed pickup truck on the block or a fenced yard because I'm Mm -hmm. saying with enough notice, I should be able to hoist and throw one of them either in the back of the pickup. <laughs> yeah, I know you're getting that visual. I'm being honest. Okay. And I'm thinking, but then I, I think at the end of the day, I may just try to run like hell. Um, you know, I, I just can't imagine it. I know you, I've heard over and over again that you're never supposed to let go of the leash mm-hmm. because if you let go of the leash and then they run, if your dog gets cornered and they're a block away, you'll never be able to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, you know, I've just gotten to the point. I'm so used I don't walk my dogs where other people are. I don't, when I see people with their dogs, I get as far away from them as possible. And I just, I do this simply because I am usually walking two or three dogs and I don't need more dogs in that scenario because I don't know them. I don't know mm-hmm. their dog. And people, people tend to get so upset and offended by this. And I honestly just don't have any space in myself to care about their feelings. This is about my dogs. And oh, yeah. I just don't want I, mean, I, I don't want to. It's like I, I I'm more than positive that you have the best dogs in the world. I do too. My dogs can also be a-holes. So if your dog is being having an a-hole day, I don't want to have to deal with it. And it's just sort of like an, you know, I don't, it's funny. There was years ago, a man wanted to his Malamute to meet my dog. This man was over six feet tall. And this Malamute was dragging him down the street 
to see my dog. And I was just like, uh, no, that's not happening. Um, and I just kept saying, no, thank you. It's like, oh, we're not greeting today. We're in train. I did all the things we're in, we're training today. We're, oh, we're about to leave. And I, and I was on my phone looking for directions because I was supposed to meet meeting someone and he's still coming. And finally, you know, after, you know, for, I'm sure anyone who is listening to this, after you have said no politely about four times, yeah, you're losing your patience. And it's because obviously being nice to you isn't working because you seem to still think that it's okay. Cause he's telling me, no, no, it's okay. And I'm telling you that no, actually it's, it's not. It's not, it's yeah, it's not, not okay. okay. So finally I step in front of, oh, who's behind you? <laughs> What's happening? Are you being, are you being robbed? No. That, he's dressed so nicely. but i I finally got mad and just said no please don't come closer to us and then he got me he and his girlfriend got mad at me and he was just like well she's friendly and i'm like i don't care. care you are not in control of your dog so if shit goes down, my dog is going to get hurt because your dog is three times the size of my dog and you can't control her. I sure as hell can't. So I'm asking you to get away from us. And, you know, and, you know, and, you know, the woman, you know, called me the B word as she walked away. And I just, you know, you know, I got a little hood and hollered back. I was like, come on back here and say that. And, I was mm-hmm. like, and, I, and she just looked at me and I was like, yeah, I thought so. Uh-huh. You know, say so. your dog, say your dog can beat my dog, but I could beat you. I was like, yeah, because we gonna we gonna have it's like because you I'm already mad now because mm-hmm. you guys didn't want to mm-hmm. listen to me and now you're gonna call me out my name. <laughs> I was like I was <laughs> I was talking to somebody on Friday at work and um Harold came through the revolving door. So Harold's 104 154 pound St. Bernard. Damn, and so that's, when, that's more than I weigh. 154 pounds. What? And I, now here's another thing. I never ever met a dry mouthed uh, St. Bernard before, but there is such a thing. There's absolutely no drooling. But the dog, I mean, a child would just want to just ride him bareback, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, through the hospital. But anyway, I promise you, when Harold came in, everybody said, Whoa. And Jax took one look at Harold and laid down. And so. <laughs> He said, what's that about? And I said, he ain't crazy. <laughs> Shaq said, me 70, you 154. Let me lay down and let you walk by. I mean, it wasn't even an, an ounce of him thinking about going anywhere close. So, um, yeah, I don't know what I would do. And I, I hope that nobody ever has to experience it. But man, what an eye opener. Neither one of us really has a plan not that one would want to have a plan yeah but but we don't have a plan I mean I guess my plan is have a plan my plan is to be proactive and just avoid I mean because I hear about people who live in areas where everyone's dog is off leash and so it's like you know you can be walking down and a pack of dogs are just running around having a good old time oh I could not live there and yeah I just honestly I'm so grateful for where I live um everyone around here our dog lovers, very rarely do I come across someone, usually the people, <laughs> okay, I'm going to say something derogatory. 
Usually the people who come up here and have dogs that don't know how to behave themselves, they're from down south in Seattle. Yeah, I'm calling Seattle out. Um, I have an attitude about Seattle because Seattle is falling apart. Seattle is down south to y'all. Seattle's falling apart. Got drug people doing drugs on the street all day long. It's crazy. So I blame everything on Seattle. So whenever I have an experience up here, I think, oh, they must be from Seattle because Seattle's insane. But um, but yeah, it's just like most of the time people are respectful and, you know, they don't, you know, every now and then I'll cross the street and someone will cross the street too. And then I'll Mm -hmm. cross the street again and they'll cross the street too. And that's when I have to stop and go, are you doing this on purpose or in there? I want my, (laughs) excuse me. I want my dogs to meet your dogs. And it's like, I don't, that's why I'm crossing the street. Respect my boundaries. And, you know, and ultimately it's like, as I've always been the type of person that wanted everyone to like me. And since I've had dogs, I've had to learn to be okay with people being mad at me because (laughs) I have to advocate for them. And sometimes people just don't appreciate politeness when you're, you know, it, you know, but people will listen to you when you come. I'm not sure that they don't appreciate it. I think that they just choose to ignore it. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. That's what you do. Yeah, and they get cussed out they all of a sudden and their feelings get hurt. But I want to end this conversation on a happy note. <laughs> <laughs> so Kimberly about to go fight people. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm scared of your dogs, but I'm a little frightened of you. Um, so two things. One. Did you enjoy the um, interview with the raw entrepreneur? I did. I did enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. I actually still have to listen to it. I don't know if it's out yet. I don't think it's out yet either. Okay, but, but um, I want to actually listen to it. I just, I love talking to you. I have fun talking to you. And so like to, to ask, this is, this is going to sound weird. To have someone host us, I don't know. I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not acknowledging that. To have going. I'm going to go over here. To have someone. To have someone host us while we talk was fun. It it really was. It it really was. Um, Kathy's up here making faces in the camera, y'all. I don't know why. Because I'm overtired. If I was a kid. You would have put me to bed by now. I don't okay. It's time for you to take a nap. <laughs> it's time for you to take a nap. But um, so no, so the raw entrepreneur um had us come on there uh, on her podcast, and it was just like Kimberly said, it was a lot of fun. It was fun. We, it was... we have retired the word amazing. Um, <laughs> and so it's a lot of fun. But before we go, I want to go ahead and um make fun of you. Because okay. it's it's what I do and I do it so well. Let's <laughs> make fun did of Kimberly see, Saturday. <laughs> did you see my um response on Facebook to you? Yeah, I did. I chose to ignore it. Okay, so uh <laughs> I don't need none of that negativity in my life. <laughs> whether you're used whether you're using um Facebook or Instagram as your social media entertainment platform, um hop on over. Somebody is showing off. Oh, no. uh, Social media. And she's blaming me for her need to show off. She's like trying to prove a point. And I feel like she's just going overboard. 
I'm trying to prove the point. I would be dragging her dogs all over the city to take. I would I would be she because her. Are we into the pronouns now? (laughs) Somebody. I'm not going to say I'm not naming names, but somebody. Her, they, them. (laughs) Said that um, they couldn't believe what they wanted to see more pictures of where I take the dogs, because unlike where she lives. Um, south south of Seattle, I north of north Seattle. of Seattle. Um, you know, she can't take her dogs into as many places of business that I can. I can't. So I had started doing this, and she got like <laughs> loud and rap. You got loud and rowdy um, on one of the episodes, and you like all you've ever just shown me is two photos. And I was like, well, damn it. You know, I'm going to make you eat those words. My voice is sultry. So, oh, okay. So let me rewind that. Make it sound like I'm a a 30-year smoker. And play it back. (laughs) So all you got to do is... Is that better? But... (laughs) So last week, we went to FedEx and we went to the um, wine shop. Yeah. And so then she, 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 her, they, them said, oh, now you're just, show- oh, excuse me. She, she says, oh, now you're just showing up. <laughs> so I put on that's social media. So oh true. no, Miss Two Photos. That's all you sent me. I'm just getting started. <laughs> I See, it's just one of those things. There's this YouTuber I follow and she has this thing called Petty University. She has merch and everything. I am going to get you a hoodie from Petty University. Get me one too. Because we petty. We petty? Yeah, we petty. I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking about uh, doing a whole like TikTok I, video just for I, you. I, I open Instagram and that's all I see is two fluffy white dogs. I'm about, hey, all Kimberly, this, all this is where we are. I, I know, I'm just aggravated. Hey. Hey, Kimberly, this is where we are. (laughs) They all just say, where are we now? I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to let them board the city bus. And the worst part is like a group of people all hugged up (laughs) with the dogs. It's like, who are those people? I I feel like like they're all in on it too. Like, let's show Kimberly. Yeah, Yeah. we all here. I sent you a picture. We welcome the dogs here. I sent you a picture of Jackson and Barnes and Nobles when he was socially yep. distancing in line to make his purchase. Yep. I mean, I'm doing what I was supposed to do. And does she appreciate me? No, no, no. it's petty. See? I'm See? Trying to prove a point. That's what I'm talking <laughs> Showing about. Showing off. <laughs> oh, well, God. Kathy, it was wonderful chatting with you. As always, it's just good to talk to you. Um, I'm going to take a nap now okay. and then I'll, and then I will be better. Okay. I'm going to go to a board meeting. Go to a board meeting. That I'm late to. Okay. (laughs) I forgot about. (laughs) Say goodnight, Kimberly. (laughs) Good night, Kimberly. This is what happens when you stay up to two in the morning. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)